podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 2018-19 version of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, we are back after a long summer which involved uh, hoping England didn't win the World Cup, which came through, and then kind of watching as many seagulls killing birds as humanly possible. <laughs> so we've uh, it's been a busy summer, but we are back now watching Scottish football. We've got um, a few things to talk about today. We're mainly going to be looking at the best and worst signings. Uh, and we've got, uh, alongside myself, Andy Harrow, we've got Craig Anderson. Hello. And we've got Graham Phyllis. Hello. So, uh, guys, there's been quite a number of signings, quite a lot of people we don't actually know who they are, or <laughs> unless you've got an in-depth knowledge of uh, English under-23 football that you've been hiding under a bushel. Um, but what we do have, we do know some of the players that we've got, we've got an idea based on the League Cup who some of the, the best and worst might be. Um so I think unless anyone, I know Graham's got a bizarre order for going to teams, yeah. but I think if we just make this simple, uh, we'll go for alphabetical order, um, which leads us to Aberdeen, uh, easily enough, given that the A does generally come before any other letter in the alphabet. Um, the only team who haven't played yet this season, yes. so we yeah. have no, uh, no frame of reference whatsoever. Well, my, my real question with Aberdeen is whether they actually can play a game of football, and that they have just about no players, <laughs> so they, whether, who their best and worst signing might actually end up being a bit academic, because they're a signing, so at this point that's probably good news for them. Um, I'll, I'll dive straight yep. in with the best on this one. Um, I've got Lewis Ferguson. Um, I... I think in the past I've highlighted that I think Lewis Ferguson is a smashing player to begin with um, and I think he will do really well with Aberdeen the Aki's team that he disappeared from really I thought dropped off dramatically with once he was out of the team um, he seemed the natural sort of successor to Greg Dolkerty's role in that team now, they might get to Greg Dolkerty back at Aki's yet so that might be fine um, but he was the natural successor then for him to disappear off to Aberdeen was a real blow for um a real blow for Aki's and I think his energy in that Aberdeen midfield will alongside Shinny make them an awful lot more potentially solid in the midfield while McLean added a lot of Grafton Grafton Guile in there they maybe still need to have that in there but I think Shinny and Ferguson in there would be I think that's a really good midfield pairing for them Is it going to be because I had him as well actually I don't know Craig did you I, I don't and the, the reason I the reason I didn't pick him is only because I, we don't know how much they pay for him yet. Aki's want about forty-seven million pounds for him. <laughs> Aberdeen want to pay nothing. They, they seem to want um, exactly how much money they lost. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they pay less than about three hundred grand, I would say you know that's yeah. probably where he yeah. where he lies at the moment. If they get forced to pay you know half a million, then you start saying, well, he could be good, but. It's a big outlay for someone that you've, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I was going to ask about it was, I know he's, he played quite a bit for Hamilton last season, but is he somebody that can slot straight into that Aberdeen team? I know he's played in a couple of the friendlies so far and he seems to have done pretty well in them, but do you see him as something that can be a kind of regular over the course of the, the season that they can rely on? Yeah, certainly, certainly from, from what, he, what he did at Aki's, I think he'll drop into that team and he'll look like he's been part of that team for, for a while as well. Um, I do wonder as well about um, he's not actually on the signing list, but he does. He, he fits into that uh, that 
he's like a new signing mould in Mikey Devlin as well so he's probably worth a note in there as well because he would actually add a centre half with potentially a bit of quality if he can stay fit for more than 25 minutes at a time as well yeah. uh, Craig you had something I went for uh, I was trying to look at the other way I went for Chris Forrester came in from Peterborough and, and on the basis that when he was at Peterborough he, came, he was playing in Ireland he seemed to be highly rated there he went to Peterborough got a big talk up at the start and then he got phased out at Peterborough and I was like well that's not a good sign and then you see who the manager who kind of got rid of him is and it was Steve Evans right. and I'm like well any sort of cultured footballer <laughs> Steve Evans is not going to really fancy um, he was kind of I read that he was compared to Michael Carrick mm-hmm. by TV pundits I thought that's actually the player Aberdeen needs someone to keep the ball mm-hmm. McLean did it to some extent they need to replace him and that's kind of where it came from I thought that's a player who's probably going to slot straight into the team 25 I think so he's still got a bit of you know years to come unlike the other midfielders like Gleeson who I think might be a yeah. less good signing um, just because I think he's, he's young he seems to be a bit of a footballer and I think they probably need someone like that See I actually have Chris Forrester down as my worst signing for right. Aberdeen and I'll tell you my main reasoning for this is that his name's Chris Forrester <laughs> and he sounds very much like a whole collection of, sort of disposable players that yeah, Aberdeen yeah, signed yeah, from England and again Gleeson could very much have fallen into that role as well um, but he just it's, the, it's exactly the sort of name that I've not seen any of Aberdeen I had a look to try and discover who the players were and I, I, I do agree with you Gleeson seems a bit more of a a, a bit like less cultured than, than uh, maybe Forrester is but he's just just on the basis that he sounds like a disposable name like Jaden Stockley um, Tommy Smith players yeah, of yeah. this players of this nature who just appear do a little bit and then head off again but that was literally my only my only reasoning for that if he goes and scores a double tomorrow that's absolutely fine with yeah. me my worst signing I went for uh, Don Ball yeah. I just don't I just don't rate him I don't think he's a good player Um he, he didn't do terribly there last season. Like he, he came in, he played a few games at the end of the season. But I'm like, you're you're wanting to progress. Having this kind of weird un, guy with no position that sometimes plays right back, sometimes plays centre half, sometimes plays in front of the defence. Yeah. You don't really know what he does. McKinney seems to chuck him in every now and then. It it doesn't seem progressive to me for them. It didn't seem like something they needed. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of been brought in as a utility man, really. I guess isn't he? In a th- I initially went for Chris Forster because I didn't really know who, who he was to be honest but um, but Don Ball would have been, was a close second on the basis that we do actually know what he was you like know who Don Ball is <laughs> and uh, I, you know it was maybe the best example because there was a few people came in that day but in the in the semi-final against yeah, Motherwell yeah. he had a, a pretty poor game um, along with the other guys that came in but there's nothing that suggests that's an amazing sign, and he might do all right if he's only needing yeah. to be pitched in now and again. I think you're quite right in, in, in highlighting he doesn't really have a position, um, and there's quite there's two or three players in that Aberdeen team as well, and they've signed a right back today as well, who is also a centre half who yeah. can also play. just sign a right back, <laughs> just sign a right back or sign a centre half. I understand that if you're if you're working within small margins in your budget, then you should be looking at players that can be at least a little bit versatile. But at the same time, Aberdeen have what the third biggest budget in the country. So, so why don't they just sign better? Like again, this is, it sounds dead easy. Just sign better footballers, but sign actual right backs, sign actual centre halves. It was the same this year in that they had Armisen, who was a centre half, but then was also sort of a central midfielder. And it, again, with Ball there as well, just sign guys that play in our position, mm-hmm. and then you can hang your hat on them and say this is the system that we're going to play this is the way we're going to play because this is the players that we have it just seems a weird way to do it 
Yeah, they've. Um, is it Tommy? Is it Holborn or Holborn? Holborn, right? Holbin. Uh, so uh, I think he played uh, quite a few times for Watford in the Championship, and then it, for Blackburn. Apparently, he seemed to do yeah. okay, but yeah, yeah that, he's a bad injury for a year. Yeah, he's I think one he's of these been guys. Like, for the last three years. I think in terms of it, if you were getting him from a year ago, you'd be like a brilliant signing, probably, but. Yeah. You don't know when, right. and that's why he's at Aberdeen. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like you have to take a gamble. It, it can go one way. It can always go one way or another. Like we picked up guys like Charlie Dunn, who'd been out for a year essentially, came back, still can't play football, but is a smashing football. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's really useful for us. So it, it can, yeah, either way it can go. Um, any last words on Aberdeen? Or we, we move on to Celtic, yeah. but it's a really easy uh, best and worst because <laughs> as far as I make it, they're good too. <laughs> so. Uh, I think we're probably all going to be agreed here uh, unless something remarkable uh, comes out in the next couple of minutes. So I think we're all agreed that the best is Edward. Yeah. That'd be fair enough, given that it's only Edward and Bain are the two signings. I would say probably on Edward. Um, I know it's obviously there's a two, but I think there's a there's a significant chunk of recency bias on Edward as well, and that he had a great sort of last two months of the season, but before that hadn't really forced his way into a squad. I hadn't really forced his way into the first team. Looked okay in bits and pieces, but also looked completely disinterested at all times. So I, I th- he is I, a better signing than Scott Bain. Yeah, but yeah. I thought paying eight million quid for him seemed, seemed a yeah. bit much, personally, especially when they were. And, and okay, maybe it didn't work out that way. But when they weren't willing to go to that for Patrick Roberts last year, who a guy who had a fantastic season mm-hmm. year before, they didn't do that. And I think had Roberts been a permanent Celtic player who doing much better last year, then. To do it for Edward too, ultimately I think a very good player. They'll probably make that back on him if, if he's yeah. if he's even as good as last year. Um, but I, I do think they overpaid a bit. Um, yeah, I, I would kind of disagree with you, but I thought um, that when he came in, the bits I certainly saw of him as a, a substitute in the, the early part of his loan spell. I think he looked pretty decent on the whole. I thought you could see there was elements there that he could do. I think, and he came on and couple of Champions League games and was able to hold the ball up and kind of stretch defences late on in games and it looked like he had some of the elements maybe it didn't happen so much in the league games but I think you did see what he does have in terms of his, his abilities in that last two or three months and he yeah. really came on over that period and I think it's the fact that he managed to keep that consistent over that last period he basically became partly because injuries and things, but became the main striker. That was the, he was the man that they relied yeah. on for kind of hope for games and things and as well. And what they'll be looking for is a sort of seamless transition between, you would imagine, with uh, if when Dembele yeah. eventually goes, it's a case if he goes and then Edward's there yeah. and he's ready to go. Um, yeah, you wonder. Yeah. I mean, eight million in this market for Scottish football does seem, does yeah. seem pricey, but... It's a uh, market they're selling to is probably going to pay that for him. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Even, even, even if they have him for two years and he's pretty humpty, he's at worst going to get half that back. Yeah. I mean, he's literally Martin Waghorn value. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what a framing. <laughs> what a way of framing. Kinda, um, it's not a good way to do it in a way because it skews everything else if you're yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go for £8 million. Pounds. But, um, so that means by process of elimination that Scott Bain is uh, Celtic's worst signing. What a, what a year it's been for Scott <laughs> Bain, honestly. The guys, I, mean, I think it was what, like a three-year, four-year contract, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Scott Bain has a... Scotland cap as well. Has a Scotland yeah. cap and a guaranteed income for the next four yeah. years, as, which you would imagine is a decent one mm-hmm. as, as your Celtic's reserves goalkeeper um, for four years. Utterly mental for a guy who was allegedly leaking Dundee team lineups to. He's, 
he's fine. He's not a bad. He's not actually a bad yeah. signing for for Celtic to have a number two who has that level of experience and all that at that age. And he's he's in he's in such a position. He's probably never going to be good enough to be Celtic's number one. But he's also somehow got a slight potential for it to happen. Unlike if you sign a thirty-four year old, yeah. if you sign a boy at his age, maybe the you know maybe with good goalkeeping coaching and all that, he could. Um, Stevie Stevie Woods bringing yeah, him to the next uh, level. Yeah. yeah, I think the. The I was question. going to say Chris Woods and then I was like it's no Chris Woods and then I was like I'm going to say the name <laughs> that, would, that, would yeah. be, that would be yeah. very interesting yeah. I think the problem for me with them is that if you're looking at yeah if um, Gordon gets injured which is liable to do potentially at some point over the course of the season that Bacon slotting in the league like he did last season and is basically fine the issue is if Celtic get to the Champions League yeah. he's not good enough at that level and I think in an ideal situation you would try and get a goalkeeper that is I mean you're not going to get many like this but it's good enough to potentially yeah. fill in in the well, Champions League I, I or at least has the potential they could, to they could have signed the yeah. first choice I think it yeah. would have been harsher on Gordon but yeah, yeah. they could have done it if, maybe if the right player had come up they would have but yeah. or the question is maybe it, still is will. It, but the thing is he's not even he's not even really like, sort of a Marshall was in the past like a young goalkeeper who's yeah. got potential yeah. he's kind of in that middle period yeah. of his kind of mid-20s he's not going to get that much better but he's fine so wasn't for him to be the next Scotland squad having not played a minute of football (laughs) or a league cup match Um, so yeah that's Celtic Uh, that was pretty straightforward possibly the most straightforward we'll have of all of them this one might be the most complicated in terms of the best signing um, given it's Dundee Uh, so we've got in terms of the options Jack Hamilton came in from Harps and then you've basically got a list of people from all across Europe and England and without much clues to who many of them are before the League Cup campaign started and not many of them have really shown that much so far in that I, I just picked Jack Hamilton as the best in the sense that when he came into the team at Hearts he was fine for a while he looked like he was maybe a good prospect and I think it's a good opportunity for him because he'll be first choice he can go and play and he'll show well he'll, yeah. think swim, he'll say either he will be good enough to be a Premiership goalkeeper or he won't but I think just on the basis that the re- I'm pretty sure the rest of them are all going to be shite. <laughs> I have gone for Elton Inguatala to be the best on the basis that he is a number 10, um, which is a position that Dundee, like, was Dundee's last number 10, like Kanija or something mm-hmm. along these lines? Like they, Held back to the Yeah, like they, they, just, they just don't have, they, they, haven't, they don't have a midfielder that can play football a little bit and as as you'd imagine, dropped in with Gary to find out what was what was happening with Dundee. I was met with with some reasonable optimism, right. um, which is for him that's I'd say that's a step down. Um, but yeah, he was saying that as, as a number ten, if you can have another Dundee actually have a number ten to play in behind Musa, yeah. which is I mean Musa's he is what he is yeah. and he's thoroughly entertaining. I enjoy watching him. But if you have a number ten in behind him, he might actually work in there. So if he's anything approaching passable then he'll be a very good signing for Dundee because they don't have a midfielder mm. they can play a, play a pass like that yeah uh, my uh, best was John Mendy on the basis that I mean I saw bits of the Dundee game and he didn't look especially good uh, but he is a striker and he's I think you yeah. desperately need some strikers he's got a game in the Norwegian yeah. third tier one yeah. so it's uh, <laughs> hard to look past that uh, I've got uh, again via Gary I have to be honest I have Nathan Ralph. Uh, as the, as the worst yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, looked at his, I looked at his career trajectory and I went well unlike so uh, Elton came from French football played for Kidderminster for, is it Kidderminster for yeah, a couple yeah. of years and then got a move yeah. 
that that I mean it might be good, it might be bad, but he was at the same team for a yeah. while. Nathan Ralph dropped through the English division <laughs> to end up at Woking, yeah. at which point Dundee signed him. And that could be <laughs> no. Just connecting the dots yeah. here. Yeah. Let's, let's see how this will go. Uh, Gary said he, uh, so I think he's like a left back and a left winger, and he does a wee chipped pass, which he knocks out of play every time he does it. And he's also injured already. Right. So, yeah, it's. I mean, if he is a left back, I'm beginning to think that. Dundee's left backs may actually be cursed they're just not he, he, he did uh, you mentioned him about Chris Forrester but I just thought he also had a very jobbing <laughs> English uh, football yeah. player yeah. Also. Yeah. Um, just just sort of as a sign what what are they looking at for Dundee in terms of what else they're needing now from a, from players they've lost whole O'Hara um, a couple of defenders Simon Murray and Ilbach too in a way what is, that, is there anyone that they especially need that's not just some random person that's ever heard a of winger yeah. you would imagine a winger but again they don't play with wingers yeah. you, know, you still need one they don't, I suppose they do need one still, they, I mean I always say even if you don't play with wingers yeah. at some point in a game you want to play on a boy cross um, the ball I'd also say potentially a centre half so that you yeah. can you know move Darren a day in a coaching yeah. role or something like that because Cocker for 2 million like we're yeah, definitely yeah. going to do Bass, John, and Julian H would be good in as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I mean I, I, there's every chance they lost Julian down the back of the sofa. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I don't know, if, I don't know if losing yeah. him was a, a great disaster. Costa Gonzalo as well. I mean, yeah, they, even, out alone. So they have they've got shot of quite a lot yeah. of defenders. Even if they just get some centre halves with some pronounceable names, yeah. would probably be a step. <laughs> right right. I, I don't know if he's a centre half, but they say that's Madianga or something. Yep. Yeah, Is yeah. he a centre half? Think he's a midfielder. Okay, he sounded yeah. his name sounded like a centre yeah, half. Yeah. I think he sounded a bit like Kasunga. So I, I, I think he's apparently supposed to. I think um, on the radio they were talking about that. Like, is he supposed to kind of glide across the pitch and that I kind see. of? But <laughs> I don't know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. On the basis of what I saw from um, from the game at the weekend, I was. We're like, we'll get to our predictions for league places they were definitely pretty strongly favoured for the bottom three <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they might come good who knows um, right next up we've got I mean this is not much better uh, it's uh, Hamilton it's speaking of the bottom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've got about five teams that yes, are in the bottom uh, three though. No. Craig uh, do you want to give us your I went, I went on the basis of very very funsy evidence for Aaron McGowan as their best signing he came from Morecambe. He had a thirst for knowledge. Um, no, I, I, I realised I said that. Um, he, he played. He's a right back. They've needed a right back for a long time. They just needed um, fullbacks. So and he played over a hundred games for Morecambe. He's only twenty-two, um, and they wanted to keep him. And Hamilton kind of took advantage Double of the cross border loopholes and that. Yeah. So that seemed like to me just like the they seemed pretty teed off to have lost him. Yeah. And he was linked with about he was linked with Aberdeen yeah. and Mullerwell and about four or five different clubs, and then eventually ended up at Aki's, which to me is a bit of a red flag. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, who did you have? Uh, again, going on the basis of much like uh, Craig picking Don Ball for being the, the worst signer for Aberdeen, I picked Ziggy Golden as the best one on the basis that. He had a really poor campaign with Partick Thistle and his season there. Seems to have had a, a good time hanging out with uh, Kelly and Sheridan in Poland. Um, seems, seems to have done reasonably well. Um, mainly the pictures of him in a butcher shop for reasons I'm still not entirely clear on. Um, but I think, again, if Aki's can actually play him as a... It very much depends whether they're going to play him as a right-back like he is or whether they're going to insist on playing him in centre-half again. The Betfred game last week, he ended up playing in the middle of a back three 
I think what he, essentially he's got ragdolled, got mm-hmm. thrown about because he's a right back. So playing him as the, the central defender on the back and in your, yeah. the middle of your back three is absolutely madness. So if he plays a right back, I think it'll be a good signing. He's a good, solid. He's he's, he's a rarity and an Aki signing, I'd say, and you know kind of what you're going to mm-hmm. get. A pile of the rest yeah. of them on the list. Uh, and I'll include my my worst my worst signing in that as well. You've just no idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say in a, uh, in a break from convention, Hamilton have signed a few players that we do actually know. Then so um, Ziggy Gordon, Leonard Sola, who was obviously yeah, Hamilton, and previously Hearts, where he was atrocious, and then uh, Tom Tyrell from Falkirk. I, I'd gone with um, Ziggy Gordon as well as the best. I think on the basis that he can, he has the potential to be a, a very yeah. solid right back um, and he obviously didn't, like you said have a particularly good time at Partick Thistle but there is there's a body of evidence yeah, there that is, like, he's, okay, he's, yeah. he's got it he's young enough that um, yeah. he's not kind of anywhere near over the hill so yeah. he'd be my best uh, in terms of my worst uh, it's one of the ones that I just mentioned there it's uh, Tom Tywo just I mean they've lost um, Ferguson Redmond Templeton so lost a bit of creativity there and they've lost sort of all the temperament was playing as a centre yeah. forward, a lot of um, kind of energy. Tom Tywo is a, quite a jobbing mid, uh, kind of championship level midfielder. He's never really been particularly special anywhere at Falkirk Hibs. There's nothing about him that suggests he's going to be anything other than a kind of six yard pass the ball to somebody else to find something. He is on my list as a bad signing. He's not my worst signing, but he's on yeah, as a bad yeah, signing. He's, he's, he's experienced and he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be terrible he'll be off the pace because mm, he's not yeah. good enough for the level but he's not going to he'll turn up every week he'll not he'll disappear but as well as well as that just more than that that seems to be he seems to be the same as every other midfielder that Aki's have yeah. like if you're a central midfielder um, the, the guy Jenkins yeah. looks exactly the same like, looks like a, a better version of Tywo who's not Jenkins hasn't been seen in pre-season so again I've no idea what he's also that and, uh, the, the boy for um, Spanish football never turned up the centre half the centre uh, yeah. alone uh, yeah. yeah again questions where's he gone yeah. I don't know um, yeah it just, it's just a bad sign for me I mean you're Hamilton Aki's you struggle every season so what you need is a guy that finished what 7th in the championship mm. last year cool yeah. great sign uh, yeah, Craig. My, my worst I went for Sam Kelly and again I was just looking at the careers he played 12 <laughs> he played 12 games for Grimsby last season <laughs> I thought that was enough uh, my my worst signing I went for uh, Lenny Sower because I've seen him yeah. and he was he was rotten for Aki's he got absolutely taken to pieces by Alan Campbell and Alan Campbell's debut it was a 50-50 ball and he sent him about 3, three metres out of the stand was terrible um, went to Hearts was also similarly terrible has been playing elsewhere has now come back and I presume he's still going to be terrible yeah and a shout out to Rob who stuck to his really stuck oh, to his guns in the around how good uh, Lenny So was yeah. going to be <laughs> Lenny So was totally fine totally fine he's, he'll, he'll bed in <laughs> um, yeah so there's a couple of other guys they've got I guess um, a couple of the this Norwich uh, length that they've got, yeah, they're, they're any good. The body forward they signed off Norwich is a yeah, funny one. Bloomfield is it? I think Norwich just signed them off Dagenham, despite them being a forward who only scored five goals for Dagenham last season. Why did Norwich sign them in the first place? Was he not on loan from Norwich? I think he was on loan from Norwich to oh, Dagenham. I don't know. I think, there was a I million think. things going on, but he was playing. He's hardly scored any goals. Yeah, that was the thing that jumped out at me. I mean, in that sense, a real Hamilton striker yeah. signing. Uh, that's yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. The other one, just just because I, 
Um, a guy that they signed in January, Mikhail Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the team. I actually missed this entirely. I think in January, uh, but I didn't even. I've never even heard of the team that they signed him from. Um, it was. I didn't even. There was. I must have been like English yeah. eighth tier or something. Um, he, he came on against Kelly in a game last yeah. season. I thought, oh, it's alright. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact he scored three against. Somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's some that's some standard. Yeah, so uh, next up, we've got um, a team who we probably do know quite a bit more about their uh, signings. It's Hearts. Um, I'll go first in this one, and uh, I think it'll be a fairly straightforward one in terms of best. And it's Stephen Naismith. There's some caveats around this, and the basis that. Uh, when Levine brought him in, he played him a lot deeper and kind of really nullified his. Yeah, uh, made him look terrible. Yes, basically. Um, the other caveat is the fact that him and Lafferty didn't look like they had any sort of partnership yeah. the other week. And it's just a case of whether that Hearts team gets the best out of Naismith in terms of how they play, the fact they are very slow, they don't necessarily do a lot inside the box. Um, so, technically, in terms of actually a standard of player, Naismith, again, is far and away better than anyone else they've signed. It's just really how Levin utilises him over the course of the season. I'd say for, for Naismith, I'm a massive Naismith fanboy. I was uh, devastated he didn't end up back at, at Kelly um, in January when he was strongly linked. But I didn't pick him for that basis. I don't think Hearts will get the best out of him again. I think he'll um, he'll do fine. He'll score some goals. He'll probably score in a derby. He might score one against Celtic or Rangers or he'll do funny game. But I don't think he, I think he'll play deep too much, and he'll not get you'll not get what what he really brings, which is like I, I think as a centre forward, just the tenacity. Even even at his age, the running he'll get over the leaps and the uh, the and he has a good finisher. But I don't think we'll see enough of that. And I picked. I think I think they've done terribly in the transfer window. To be honest, like I do, yeah. I think they've brought in loads of players, and I think it's like by numbers type of thing. Like I looked at some of them, and, but the one that I, the one that I'm interested by, and I think might might be a really proved to be a good signing, is uh, Garuccio from uh, Adelaide. Saw so, so him play in Australia, attacking fullback. Um, the Australian league is, is terrible defensively. Like yeah. almost nobody knows how to defend. I remember there was a there was a. What was it? Own goal was like the the fourth top yeah. scorer in the league. You sounds, sounds a bit right, but the boy, um, I, I think he's a real good. It reminds me a bit. He's quite a similar player, I think, to Mitchell, who they really like last season. Yeah. He's only twenty three. Played a lot of games. Played for Melbourne City or one of the Melbourne teams first, then for Adelaide. He's been capped at kind of youth levels for Australia. I think he'll go on to play for Australia. They're, they're not exactly full of good players at the moment, to be honest. We saw that at the World Cup. Um, and I think he'll, I think he'll have a good career, and I think, so I think he's been a good pick up to be able to get him across. Some other ones would be all right, but that, he, he, I don't know anything about, anything about a couple of them. Yeah. Um, Graham, um, I, I just want to highlight how happy I am at Zednik's Lamel from FC Zilm, yes. which is just fantastic. I mean, he's he's a man who apparently broke a, a post um, while diving into it. And scored a head, scored like a header or something ridiculous. He does seem quite madcap, yeah. yeah. Against the uh, Wraithy, he was charging at his goal at any opportunity. That's what we need. Yeah, um, exactly. I, uh, my best. I have been thoroughly influenced by Robert Borthwick, so I'm going for Uchi uh, Ikpezu um, on the basis that he apparently came on last night and just started throwing bodies about. Which, again, like, if we're talking best signings, 
are we talking best in terms of good fun, in terms of quality? I'm talking, I'm, I'm packing, I'm, I'm packing Uche to just be good part for the year. Um, like, um, who's the guy that had on loan from Holland? Um, the championship, as he yeah. as well. The guy, I mean, he was an absolute unit of a guy. Yeah, just a big guy running about, throwing, ball, throwing himself into stuff is, is entirely what I'm looking for from that. And he does got a good goal. Was it was yeah against that. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely on on board with I'm uh, on the on the Uchi Uchi train. Um, yeah, I think uh, we'll come on to the worst now. Craig Fowler uh, put a tweet out saying about the fact that in kind of. I like to your point, Craig, about the fact that they've made a, a pretty bad transfer window. That Hearts have changed out of the three-five-two, which was the system they built the whole summer rec- recruitment around. Which That's what they did last year. They built the last two transfer windows and they, about. and they've done that twice in consecutive games against low, lower league opposition because they were creating no chances at all. So it doesn't exactly bode well, particularly. But uh, who have you got as your, your worst? Jake Mulroney. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah, fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he, you're, you're signing a boy who got relegated to Inverness and made no um, no impression at all on the Premiership. I don't remember him being particular. I mean, he was, he was probably all right last season, but the fact that you were able to sign a player in a, a swap deal for Angus <laughs> Beef and think he's going to be in the Premiership, it's not. It's not. It, it's, it totally smacked to me of. Levine realising they were so short of pace and just panicking and picking somebody who if you look at highlights can run very fast but you saw against uh, and he only came on against Cowdenbeath as a substitute but you saw against Wraith sort of the best and the worst best in inverted commas that he was able to get in behind the defenders but his crossing was atrocious really really poor and I don't even think he did anything particularly Inverness I don't think anyone was massively disappointed that he was leaving I I thought it was a weird sign at the time Um, I think Rob justified it at the time being like well he's just going to be there as an option off the bench and a squad player which he may well be but there's nobody it's not like you've signed Mulroney as a backup and you've signed somebody really good Mm -hmm. to play in front of him Nah, wrong. The, the, the problem also is they've got is if they're playing three five two. I mean, you might ditch this, but if they're playing three five two and he's playing as a wing back, he's hopeless as a defender. Yeah. Absolutely hopeless. He's got no defensive interest I think it's at all. Just it's part of this continued campaign to make Christoph Berra's life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> they've done a good job anyway. Um, right, so I think we'll we'll leave that with Hearts. Yeah. Uh, we're on to another team who don't have that many signings to pick from. Uh, it's Hibs. Fulcanberry is the best signing yes, there. I, yes, I think yes. he's the best signing in the league of yeah, the yeah. summer so far. Again, I don't think Hibs are done either. I think that, that they seem to still be hunting McLaren again, which is absolutely the right thing to do because the, the partnership they had was fantastic. Um, yeah, Fulcanberry, he was magic last year, he'll be magic this year. Seemed to score about 400 goals against the, the Faroese yeah. mob. Yeah, as, the, as did um, as Stevie Mallon Stevie Mallon who I think is a very good signing yeah, I, think, I think it's about unfair to just um, to not mention uh, Mallon as well because like, he's, he's that's a terrific signing yeah. Yeah. since he's come back he seems to like scoring 30 yard yeah. kicks against and then I, that means if Camberry and Mallon have been good that Bogdan naturally has to be the worst yeah and I think he's I don't think he's a good goalkeeper mm. anyway like he, he went. It's one of these guys. He, he got to Liverpool off the back of being their third choice and knowing they, they were basically yeah. never going to have to pick him, and they just wanted someone who would happily do that. The kind of Richard Wright approach to yeah, keeping, yeah. and you. Know, I mean, Hibs. He's going to be number two at Hibs mm-hmm. now, so it's kind of like. 
But I do fine. think they're probably paying a fairly big wage. You'd think you think it would be on a half decent wage for a guy who's going to be second choice goalkeeper. And yeah. a, I mean, boy, letting in four goals against a Faroe East team is not a good look. <laughs> no, no. Although in fairness, his defence didn't exactly help. And, and you no. couldn't see either because it was yeah, thick yeah, fog, yeah. but. But still, shite signing. Right, um, by, yeah, yeah, by uh, process of alphabetical um, elimination, <laughs> we're, down to, yeah, we're down to Kelly. Um, and I, again, there's not that much to pick from. Yeah, um, yeah the, the sign of the season, I think, uh, too good one, bad here, probably. Uh, the sign of the season for Kelly, Stuart Finlay, um, was granted so much last season and. For my eyes, you're probably already one of the best defenders in the league, and um, maybe that's a bit of a claim. But I, I just, I really rate him. Think he's fantastic now, and wouldn't be at all surprised to see him starting to get tipped with a Scotland call up if he keeps playing the way he did. Just in the t- terms of the kind of dearth that we still have of centre half, okay, yeah. some have played them their way into contention, but Finley's in that right age, age range to get him in, and it, it was funny because. Probably in December last year, if Kelly had offered him a deal, we would have bitten their hand off. Yeah. But he then, because he played so well, had time to kind of play the field, get a bit more money out of this. But I think he made the right decision for his own career as well. Staying somewhere where he's trusted, he'll play every week. He's playing with Broadfoot, who'll bring him along a lot. Um, playing under Clark as well. Yeah, it's Clark, a draw. Yeah. It's, it yeah, and and it's a guy who knows how to defend and knew how to defend his own career, can teach him. Um, yeah, Finley's the yeah, he's, he's absolutely down his, yeah. his mind yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mikkel and Jolly um, came in from Bournemouth. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Scored, a, scored two tap ins last night and they scored, scored a decent strike on Saturday. Um, you just need somebody to do some heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a, a player. Um, yeah. And then the worst by default is, is Ross Millen. A, a very strange, yeah. A very strange signing. You see, you see where it comes from. O'Donnell was away with Scotland, played away, you know, away in those played both those games like 180 yeah. minutes. They need cover for him anyway, um, and Millen, in some sense, provides that. I mean, it's, it certainly seems like a favourite to his dad, who's on the coaching staff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Millen last spotted getting relegated from League One with Queen's yeah. Park. I'm <laughs> sure he wasn't really expecting a Premiership, <laughs> I mean, a could, top six Premiership. Yeah. It could be the start of a fairy tale story yeah. when in three years' time everyone's saying, you know, three years ago he was getting relegated to Queen's Park. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah. now he's playing oh, the I mean, Champions that League. That final. sounds somewhat familiar, but, but he played them um, in. Was that before? Yeah, so, so I heard. <laughs> um, but to be fair to him, he played against St Mirren um, in the 0 0 draw, and he. He, he didn't do anything wrong, but his problem, his biggest problem, was that he's not Stephen O'Donnell. The, yeah. Just as the biggest problem Callum Waters had at left back was that he's not Greg Taylor. Kelly was so reliant on those full backs last season, and you spotted when they didn't have a man, they didn't have Boyd. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing there. So Mellon was solid, but nothing more. He, he started against Spartans again last night, um, and I, again didn't do anything necessarily wrong, but got hooked at half time for O'Donnell, who changed the game. Yeah. And that's his problem. He's, he, he's probably not going to. He's probably not going to play a single week game. He might. He may get one more appearance or something yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. But realistically, but again, he's not going to play. If if O'Donnell got injured or sold, we would be signing another right back. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Graham, no, not at all. No, not at all. Um, that covered it pretty much. Right. Uh, next up, we've got Livingston. The, uh, I mean, there's a couple of teams. The two promoted teams generally have had 
middling to terrible uh, transfer windows so far you'd suggest in Livingston I felt ill looking at that one <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's terrible body of work it's like looking at Dumbarton's team in 18 months time yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much um, right amidst all this we've got to find our best player so uh, I'll go first with this one and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say there's an argument for Craig Sibold who potentially could do it at a level up he's kind of threatened that for a number of seasons yeah. he's never got there so it will be interesting at least to see whether he is able to do that and uh, compete at that level I'm going to go with the manager mm-hmm. Kerry Miller not as the manager I think he'll be an absolutely dreadful manager but as a player uh, he is the only one who looks like he's kind of at the right level uh, it was obviously not great for, for Rangers in that last section but maybe with that more responsibility the fact he'll probably play every week because they've got no <laughs> so he's going to go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not you know some managers will be like oh, I dropped myself for the good of the team I don't care about that he'll play all 38 yeah. games but, but yeah. to be fair to him as a player I think he actually leads quite well on the park he yeah. leads from the front he, he's running He's, I mean, for the age, yes, he's very fit. Um, yeah. He is, as well as that. I mean, if you if you're looking at purely along, obviously as a manager, there's a whole lot of other questions yeah. there. But side promoted through the playoffs ends up with Kenny Miller up front. That's a coup. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. if he wasn't the manager already, yeah. Yeah, I, I went for uh, Callum Crane only on the basis. I think he's a he, fucking left back. Yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that, that was mainly my reason. <laughs> He scored that goal against there, um, but no, I think he, I think he's been a good. He's done well in um, I know it was in, in League One latterly with Aloha, Um but he, he's a good player, and I think a lot of Levy's business, to be fair to them, has been with half an eye on next season's championship. Mm-hmm. We've been using using the current status in the Premiership as a bit of a lure. There's a couple of guys they brought in, and I'm like, that's the main thing. But I think Crane is a, a decent left back. I think he, he they, they needed to replace Longridge, who who went to obviously the wet voted in German, and compared to the rest on the list, I thought he was probably a good a good uh, addition. Yeah, so one of those players. Oh, sorry, do you have anything else? On? No, no, no. I was just going to say, uh, my idea. Uh, you, you carry on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say one of those players you mentioned. They uh, maybe signed with an eye on next season. Uh, I'm going down as my worst, which is Cameron Blues. Yeah. Have we got anything to say about Cameron Blues? Uh, I don't. I don't know much about him except great, he, yeah, he was a youth player for Falkirk. Yeah. who was in and out of their team in the championship. What I mean. They talk, he, he, we, you picked Tom Ty was the worst signing for yeah. at least he was playing every yeah. week for <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I went for uh, I actually went for Ryan Hardy for my best win um, as he scores goals like whether he actually gets to play because Kenny Miller was playing up top I don't actually know I mean you, if you're if you're Ryan Hardy you've got Lee Miller as well you, you, yeah. be, you must be raging though because you'd be like I'll get out of Rangers because I, I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm behind I'm behind Kenny Miller and I'm behind Morelos and I'll, I'll go out and loan and get what do you mean Kenny Miller's still here like, <laughs> <laughs> but again like he's he's a finisher and it's very much sink or swim for him this year it's a case of do you want to be a, a top flight player or do you want to be a championship player and either way it, it, Fair play to him either way it goes, but uh, yeah, hopefully I've for them. Picked a, a Scotland international as my worst signing, uh, Stevie Saunders, who I, I when he was at Mullerwell, I thought he maybe had a potential for a good career. He got a bad injury, right, yeah, which I think uh, killed his career. But then two years ago, he was at Dumbarton. Didn't exactly stand out at Dumbarton. Then moved down to TNS. Been playing the Welsh League. Yeah, last he, scene getting bodied by Simmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not. 
I mean, what, what's that about? And then, and then I thought, well, maybe they're just saying it was covered, but I saw he got the squad number five. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. alarm bells there. And particularly given that the, the rest of their centre halves are enormous, big, brave boys. Yeah. Mm. Stevie Saunders, he's okay, like, he's fine, but I'm just not convinced. Um, my worst, I went for Ross Stewart, um, which is apparently the goalkeeper, Ross Stewart, but either way, it didn't really matter. I was going to pick Ross Stewart <laughs> on the basis that he was. Both of them were deemed were signed by St Mirren um, to take on the championship, and then within about several months, were deemed not good enough for the championship. So the obvious thing to do well, is apart from everything, they couldn't get a game ahead of Craig Sampson. Yeah, that's an yeah. alarm bell. Yeah. Um, so the obvious thing to do is to sign them when you're going to go up to the top flight. Like, mm. And this doesn't mean none of this. None of this makes any sense. So yeah, he's he's down as a worst. Yeah, they also signed. Uh, I noticed is it Egley. Kaja, yeah, yeah. Was two goals in 24 last season questionable yeah. when you are signing a young striker on loan from English League 1 yeah. you know when you know when you kill her, get the boy in Jolie and it's coming from Bournemouth and it's the least of all yeah he's a kind of national this somebody in the National League would generally say yeah, yeah. So, up unless you're sold for it and then you just sign people from the Scottish Premiership right uh, next one Graham you're the best place to tell us about yeah um, uh, for Motherwell um, on the best signing I went for Liam Donnelly um, I think he will be very good I think he'll get there he looks certainly quick enough find the tackle played at uh, left back right back centre half central midfield so he's a play- he can play football uh, he looks reasonably brave his passing in the two games I've seen looks a bit uh, sort of awry but then again we had Charlie Dunn for like 38 yeah. games last season so we'll get by it'll be fine um, I think he'll be really good. I think in the end he is he's young enough. They were hacked off to have lost him. I think I think he'll be going and be very good for us. Okay. Looked a bit nervous on the right of a back three, but I think it's just it looked very much a case of like I've not played a back three before as opposed to I'm not a center, or I'm a centre half or I'm a right back. So I think I think he'll be great. Um, and worst I reckon will be Danny Johnson, and I don't think it's anything to do. I think he's going to be very similar to Ryan Bowman's first season, and I just don't think it's going to work for him. I think the game, the pace of the game, looks too much for him just now. I think he'll get there, um, but in the meantime, he needs to get fitter, he needs to get stronger, he needs to understand how the how football's played here, and that the pace of the game here is so much so much higher than it will be in the, the national league. So I think he'll get there, but I, th- I don't think it'll be this season. So this season is a bad sign. I think, I think it's a sign of the decline of the national league. I think it might be. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's made the move tomorrow. Yeah. Um, he seemed to have scored about four hundred goals from inside yeah. the six yard box. So I think he's he's got something there, but I don't think he's quite. I like there yet. I like his career. And uh, there's there's something there yeah. for him. Yeah. I picked the best uh, Taylor Sinclair just on the basis I, I thought that yeah. uh, Thistle was brilliant yeah. he obviously didn't do well down in England but neither did Stephen O'Donnell it's the same sort yeah. of story you come back up Muller will have needed a left back for a long time since yeah. Stevie Hamill there's been like three Stevie Hamill's had to keep playing through like being about 50 because yeah. nobody else could fill that gap yeah. Yeah. Um, and for worst I went for Alex Rodriguez not because I don't think he's, I think he's a decent player I don't think he'll really fit in and Muller will necessarily the type of player he is and somebody had to be the worst. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is there is there any argument for Salmon being the best? No. Given that, no. Okay. No. All right. He did really well last night. And I think the important thing to remember with Salmon, which we didn't remember in the first game that he played in, is that he's not a target man. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's been true throughout his career. And the the criticism is always, oh, the only thing he's ever good is when Eremenko is behind him playing the passes. Like, well, yes. When you play the passes to his feet, mm-hmm. he will score goals. If you lump the ball at him like Thistle did, like Hearts do, 
he's not going to score goals. He, he, was all, he was all right in his second spell at Kelly yeah. as well. He, he did fine for us. Um, I, I like Sam and a, um, a lovely big guy as well. Yeah. And I think with him and me not front, I think there's, that's going to terrify defences just he, apart from looking at them apart from anything. He did, however, last night when he scored, make a heart with his hands, oh, right. which is fuck. just unacceptable, Patterson. So yeah. get him to fuck. Do you think that's a, a partnership that could actually work Salmon and Main up front or is uh, it I don't think I'm not convinced kind of off the bench or? I don't I'm not convinced that Salmon and Main will work I think Bowman and Salmon will work I think Bowman and Main will work um, so yeah I think it's a combination of those two I don't think um, Salmon or, uh, yeah I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. but I, I suppose I suppose it gives yeah. another option there that you maybe yeah absolutely I think, I think Muller will have done really, really well yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, right, next team along is Rangers, so they've got plenty to choose from here, but they are also arguably the, the second team where their best player is the manager. Uh, in fact, I don't actually, you can argue it in Rangers games, in general, but still is better. Probably true for Kelly as well. Yeah, true. Um, right, so and um, we've got, yeah, we've got a, a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah, actually, either. Yeah, <laughs> mostly the two of them are from Celtic. Certainly Hamilton, actually. Maybe yeah, that is yeah, okay. people. Right, uh, so Rangers have signed a whole bunch of people. They've got a couple of people coming back. They've signed a whole bunch of under 23 people from down south in England because Gerard seems to think they'll do absolutely fine based on previous experience up here. Uh, they've signed uh, Jamie Murphy back, a couple of other folk from Brighton, Scott Arfield. Graham, who would you say is the best? Um, I really sort of struggled to, to find the best. Um, I reckon the, the most effective for the season is going to be Jamie Murphy. Um, he was the rest of them. I think McGregor will, will take straight to it. I actually weirdly think Arfield's going to get an absolute doing from the range of support but I think Murphy will be really good uh, he was good last season um, when he I mean he was fairly clear he was going to become a Rangers player anyway but I thought he was really good last season uh, he'll be ready to go uh, this season so yeah I think Murphy's our best signing there okay. I went for Connor Goldson just in the base I think the pedigree that he comes yeah. with compared to some of the others mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it with Brighton if he hadn't had his uh, heart issues he might have been given a chance with them yeah. in the Premier League like he seems to be kind of I, I kind of some what I read of him and the little bits I've seen. He kind of made me like kind of Carlos Queller style defender yeah. for them, someone who can play a bit. And I think it's something they've not had in a while. And I think he'll potentially do very well for them, and maybe be the kind of one that they they maybe struggle to keep hold of even next summer. Um, but he, he's one of few that I think will do well. Actually, Murphy being another, yeah. uh, McGregor probably being the third. I went for Arfield on the basis of his pedigree, but I can totally understand that he might end up getting a bit of abuse from Rangers fans yeah. and not being mm-hmm. up to the expectations they my, have. I think the expectations are just too, too high. high. Yeah, my, yeah. my thought on Arfield is that when people were calling for him to get in the Scotland squad just on the basis of him. Maybe play for Canada. Yeah, well, <laughs> or play the fact he played for Burnley and that it's like, well, yeah, but the type of player he is, he's not, he's not, he's, he's not a player who does anything. He no. doesn't. He, that's not, that's not a criticism mm-hmm. of him, but he's not. It's like you're saying the other day, he's a grafter, not a game yeah. changer. So I think yeah, there's a bit of him and Dorans are probably. Yeah. Is it, could you argue say they're pretty similar in terms of the type? They're a sort of similar standard and bring roughly the same type of game to. Yeah, I would agree. Jamie Murphy, actually, in terms of the in terms of the people they brought in, at least with Jamie Murphy, he's got a proven track record. It's a yeah. last season when he came in, and he's slightly different to some of those other players they've got. In terms of the worst, is it just a case of chucking a 
dart board and see just when you can essentially pick any of the loan players. I yeah. think. Um, I think I will. I will dive in and say um, Ovi Ajaria again because I don't think. I just don't think he'll be good enough. I think it's an underestimate. I think the quality required is underestimated, uh, and I think he'll be a victim of that as well. I think. I think Gerald thinks he'll do absolutely fine. I don't think he will. I think he'll get eaten. Up, eaten. Yeah, there was a. I saw in um, the BBC that Gerald was looking at bringing in somebody else, and it just seems strange that you bring in so many people from under twenty ones or twenty threes or whatever it is without actually having a body of yeah. evidence to yeah, show yeah. whether or not they're capable of doing it. So you know, you can use Celtic as an example, and they've been very hit or miss. Yeah, and they've been bringing in the very, very top of that generally, yeah, yeah. Um, and these boys are not. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Rangers have actually got their own experience of signing people from Newcastle and whatever else in the youth yep. and not really doing anything you know you get the odd one because it did okay but they're pretty yep. scattered I, it's, I it's, think it's, it's, it's the difference between uh, kids football and adults football yeah. and yeah, it's, it's very much similar yeah. England's youth teams have been doing fantastically of late um, and so yeah there's an argument for saying you know these are big physical fit boys and that's what they're really getting by on most of all but coming to a you know even even well, we get criticised that there are footballers who can actually play a bit, defenders who've got a bit of guile, or sorry, a bit of savvy about yeah. them. I, I went for a very similar theme. My worst is uh, Ryan Kent, and it was basically I looked at a picture of him, <laughs> and I was like, he, he looks like a space boy type. Uh, and I was like, he, and I looked at his kind of history. He went to Freiburg on loan and got kind of tossed out of there very quickly. He was at Bristol City on loan, hardly ever played. That's if you want to bring, I was listening yeah. to Craig Telfer talk. Uh, his interview. Um, how, how come I forget? Uh, Sean Higgins yesterday. And he was talking about Dundee bringing in loan players, or sorry, County bringing in loan players when he was there, and saying you can't hang your hat on them because they don't care. They, they, if you get relegated, yeah, I no think of Hibs in the cup final when it was the open goal with um, yeah, Gary Connor. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, apart from when he was talking about uh, blood doping, he was <laughs> talking about going straight through um, like Matt Dalton. Yeah, these yeah, guys they didn't yeah. care. They, yeah. It didn't mean anything to them, and and that's the same for this boy because what he's just signed a new big contract at Liverpool anyway. I think so. Yeah. It's like, well, so if, what, what, goes, if it's shite for a year, I just go back to Liverpool and I'm a Liverpool. I can tell people I'm a Liverpool player yeah. again. Yeah. I feel like if I actually think exactly the same thing as the reason I put Ryan Kent because he looks like he'll be on Love Island next year right? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sorry what it looks like um, Glenn Middleton apparently did okay when he, he played in Europe but again it's a I think it's like body a giant as well yeah. Yeah. So. aye that's true actually yeah, fair point right uh, we're on to the last two I've no idea about time we're just Couple first, minutes. first Couple episode minutes. and we're freewheeling it's fine uh, right so we'll, we'll kind of quickly go through St Johnson then Craig, do you want to give us your best? Yeah, oh, this was quite hard. I think three good signings I've made, actually. Um, I went for the best as Dre Wright on the basis of his kind of record so far, and I think they've been impressed with him in the League Cup game so far. Yeah. I, I really didn't want to pick him because of that name. I, I don't think Dre <laughs> is a name. But I, I didn't seem a reasonable enough position to take. And so, so, is the man who decided that the Ryan Kendrick was going to take us five points. Yeah. Fair, fair, very fair. Uh, uh, I've gone for Tony Watt for my best on the basis that if he's Tony Watt, he can be like he can be absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think, weirdly, Tommy Wright might be the the guy to to drag it out of him. Um, 
I really hope he succeeds because I really like Tony Watt. Yeah. He seems he, every every time every time there's any interaction with him, the 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 thing he shared yesterday about the guy wondering about whether his dog spoke Belgian. I was honestly laughing for about <laughs> ten minutes. I haven't seen it. I, I think I, I put Tony Watt as my worst, but I, I really really like him as yeah. a player. I think seeing that spell at heart, seeing terms of there was a game I watched. It was on the telly. Was it when the first game of the season he played Celtic? Yeah. In terms of ability, I like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a better player in the league in terms of technical ability than Tony Watt, but. I just put him as the worst just on the basis that I'm not convinced he'll screw the head because he's not done it anywhere else if he does it will be a great yeah. signing I also had him as my worst sign as well okay. because yeah. Tommy Wright might not be the guy to get it out of him so it might all fall apart and he'll be looking for a club by about November I really hope it's not and I really I do desperately hope that he, he kicks on at St Johnson and he scores 30 goals from this season because he has the ability to do it and I really hope he does yeah yeah Alright, so the answers were Tony Watt there. There was gives us a few minutes at least to talk about St Mirren's absolute clusterfuck of a uh, transfer window so far. Yes. Best one, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to say Danny Rogers. Two reasons why. I think potentially he's a decent goalkeeper. Secondly, it means that uh, Samson's not playing potentially. So they're, they're uh, good enough reasons for me. He's a known quantity, which is possibly an argument there. Um, for best, I went for Hayden Coulson on the basis that I watched the Commander game and he looked like a passable. He looked like a footballer. I, I watched. I picked him for the same reason. Yeah. I, I was sat at that game and I was like, he's the one player in that St Mirren yeah. team. I was baffled, baffled by the St Mirren supporters who uh, I watched that game. I thought St Mirren are really terrible. I thought Kelly didn't play well here. We can do better. We're missing our fullbacks, missing our striker. We can do better. St Mirren caused us almost no threat during the entire game and then I went on like Pai and Bovro on Twitter and the St Mirren fans were all getting extremely excited about that performance and I was like questioned it and then you know since then they've also drawn Wonder Spartans right. yeah, in Queen's yeah, Park yeah. Um, and I think the fact that they won't be able to win any premiership matches on penalties will uh, <laughs> <laughs> cause a bit of a problem yeah. does Stubbs yeah. know this that yeah. penalties aren't an option in the um, league but Coulson I thought was good in that game yeah what about the worst? Um, I, know we were, <laughs> I know we were doing sort of spurious reasons for worst, but I was having a look at Cody Cook, and Cody Cook on Twitter referred to his football boots as wheels, and in that sense, <laughs> Cody Cook is the worst signing because that's fucking shite. On, on, on that note, I went for another uh, Jamie Vardy Academy recruit, Josh Heaton, who, who, who used to be called Josh Sampson. Oh, I found this out Josh Heaton used to be called so, so I read maybe this is made up but I read this did Josh Heaton sound more exotic I don't know but he, they paid 75 grand for him right from he's never played above National League North level wow. that is that seems like a huge gamble and and I don't I mean maybe it'll be good but just on that basis I was like that that doesn't seem like so a good that's, that's three times more than Motherwell played for, paid for Marvin Johnson it's double what they paid for uh, Trevor Carson yeah. yeah yeah, I want to know who he dobbed in from the mob to get him into the witness protection <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I, I couldn't have been made that because it was like a very it was like a thing I read at one point let's just go he used to play for Tamworth and then Josh Sampson used to play for Tamworth right so I was I thought there was a possibility that's true he's killed him and then taken his identity magic so let's go with that my one was Cole Kip Koa, I don't know yeah. how you pronounce his name to be honest, but 15 appearances in two seasons it was a Colchester, doesn't exactly I, scream I dependable. I thought he so. looked useless against Kelly. <laughs> he was playing against Erwin and Brophy who 
neither of them had good games but yeah. I thought in the air he was good but he didn't look like he could run or turn or anything that sounds really useful as a seller yeah, yeah. Right, I think that's us. Anybody got anything else they want to mention? Anyone we've forgotten? It's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. Bouncing back like cock piss (laughs) parties. And we will be back again at some point next week. I'm not quite sure what the schedule is for next week. Uh, If you're still interested in a bit more this week, we've got the Patreon that we're just about to record, and we're going to do some early season bodying. So if you'd like to do that, you can still subscribe through all the usual (laughs) Patreon channels. Uh, I think that's it for this afternoon otherwise uh, I've been Andy Harrow I've been Craig Anderson I've been Craig Fowler we're going to just try that <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of the, the you can catch us on the usual things like the podcast no, no this is the podcast the, well, you can catch us on the Twitter is, on the Facebook is, yeah, on the website this is the problem where you get somebody else to do the, the hosting <laughs> that hasn't done it for a while you get aye, or the Twitter and all the other stuff yeah. that were there but I think that's a us. good start to the season exactly. start with you mean to go on <laughs> exactly Cool. Right, that's us. Thank you, guys. Uh, And I'll see you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.